Hey there, and welcome to Transcendence, the leader coach journey. A show that will take you on a deep dive in the realms of leadership and coaching. This is your host, Ihab Badawi, and you can call me Coach IB. During this podcast, I will be sharing some recordings from earlier webinars on related topics, as well as new recordings as I prepare for my new book. This podcast is dedicated for all those who aim at creating a better future for themselves, their organization, and society. It is for those who intend to master the coaching skills and competencies, taking their leadership to the next level. If it sounds like you, stick around for a transcendence journey. Welcome to a new episode from the Transcendence Leader Coach Podcast. In this podcast, I'm sharing the second part of the pre-recorded live session around design thinking. In this episode, we shall take a deeper dive in each of the five phases of design thinking and unpack what transpires with the client as we apply each phase in coaching. Phase one is empathy, exploring with no judgment. Phase two is define, supporting the client to gain a clearer self-awareness as to what they truly need. Phase three, ideation, supporting the client to become more creative and realize the unseen potential. In phase four, it is all about prototyping. It is where coaches support clients to crystallize the options and have a better visibility of what is available for them. And last is phase five, testing. In this phase, the coach supports the clients to assess how feasible and viable the selected option is and how truly committed the clients are to follow through with their commitment. Now we're gonna dive into each phase alone. Empathy or empathizing with the client is allowing the client to gain understanding of their needs, their wants, their requirements with no judgment and allowing the client the space of exploring that with no judgment on themselves. And this is where you move to better define what the client wants, defining the issue at hand and defining where the client wants to go. Once that is clear, we start expanding with the client, creating ideas. And at that phase, there is no right and wrong. There is no weighing option first in ideation. It's about just throwing ideas at the table, supporting the client to think differently. Towards the end of ideation, you are able to filter some of those ideas. And from there, whatever is left on hand, we go to prototyping. This is where we weigh what is best for them. And when I say we, it is mostly the client. We in terms of our partnership, because we partner with the client, but we don't make decisions on behalf of the client. We support the client to weigh their options, to see what best serves them. And at the end, when the client is ready to make their choices, this is where we go to the testing phase, allowing the client to see what is best for them, to see that option. How does it serve them? How does it connect to them? How does it connect to their beliefs, their emotions, their, their desire? How does it serve them outside the scope of the matter at on hand? Now, making the similarity between design thinking model and the transcendence model, as you can see here, for us in the transcendence model, partnership is built on empathy and trust. It is at that phase where we connect with the client and empower the client. We connect with the client to understand the client needs. We, we connect with the client 
to, al to allow the client to trust that relationship, to trust that journey, to open up, to move forward. Once we are able to connect and empower in the partnership phase, we move to discovery. This is where we allow the client to discover themselves more before they define their, their requirements. And this is where we are able to support the client to be more empowered in understanding themselves. So this is where we go into self-awareness. Because remember, the client, when, when he shows up to you with a matter on hand, the client is so much immersed, immersed in the, in the experience itself. And as you hear me mention, it's not about being immersed in a problem or a challenge. It's about also being immersed in an opportunity, which actually is not allowing the client to think properly. And this is where we allow the client to have that awakening, that self-discovery that will service them in moving forward. From discovery, we go to navigation. And in navigation, we, can, we apply in the transcendence model both the ideation and the prototyping. Because in navigation, this is where we see we go into the acceptance, allowing the client to see what is already available and what they are able to achieve, what they are able to source. And from there, we ascend into a state of alignment where we are able to allow the client to align their intention with action. As you can see, the same thing with design thinking. It's a nonlinear approach. If we are at a phase with the client and we see something coming up that can be of service for the client, we go back to the drawing board, we go back to the previous phase, or even we jump two, two phases back. The idea is to see what best serves the client. It's not about just moving forward. Moving forward should be in coaching a result of an authentic exploration. It shouldn't be your target. Or at least let me talk about myself. When I'm coaching, I don't have a target of reaching the end of a session with a solution. One of the indications for me that we had a good session or a great session for the client, if the client was able to have a different experience, to see things from a different lens. Because as we always say, coaching doesn't only happen in the coaching session. Coaching happens in between sessions as well. So my invitation to you, when you look at that model and you grasp it even more, always look at the learning process. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. The journey in coaching is much more important because the client can create a new destination outside, a new objective that will allow him to reach that vision, that ultimate vision which you have supported the client to design or to define. But the main point is, how am I able to support the client to think differently? Trust and safety at the end of the day, the capability to build an environment where the client is able to trust you as a coach, trust himself that or herself that they want to jump into that journey and explore. So discovery, navigation, and ascendance, which is the DNA of this model, can only be explored if there is a proper design partnership with the client. There is a proper connection, which is built on trust. And that trust can only be built by presence. So the coach's presence is extremely important from the first second. Being present with the client, allowing the space for the client to be present as well. If you are present for the client, you are witnessing your client, you are there for your client, the client will be more grounded and will be more confident about this relationship and moving forwards. And the discovery, this is where I mentioned earlier that it's a courageous step where you are able to disrupt the thinking process of the client. But now you are disrupting the thinking process of the client, not about the options, not about what the client needs to put there in order to move forwards. Now we are disrupting the thinking of the client about himself or herself. The idea is to allow self-discovery, 
to answer the question, who am I? Unless they are able to know their belief system, their values, their visions, their assumptions, their empowering beliefs and limiting beliefs, you will not be able to move into a stage where you are able to know what the client really wants. So supporting the client to know themselves properly so that they can articulate what they really need. And this is where we are able to go to the navigation stage. The navigation stage where we are able to expand the thinking capacity about what options are there, what's possible, what is really true for the client. The navigation phase is all about allowing the client to think differently. Remember, it is about ideation and also prototyping. So this is where we allow the maximum capacity for the client to put ideas on the table that will allow the client later on to move forward. This is where we support the client to connect those options with what best serves them, what answers their belief systems, what answers their desires. When we are at that stage, we ascend with the client to what's possible. And when we say what's possible, that means what's vi viable, what's feasible. But for me, what's viable and feasible is not only related to resources. I always link it to how true are they about making that choice? How true are they to stay committed and maintain? And this is where the exploration of structures come in, where the coach is able to support the client to create that commitment, because that commitment is what will allow the client to implement. It's about inspiration. It's also about implementation. So unless the client gains that commitment at the end, the implementation part might be jeopardized. As long as the client is committed to continue the journey of thinking differently and being committed to the new perspective apart from that choice at least to that new perspective that is a great starting point for the client to move forward as you can see when we went went with with our team and defined that model we made sure that when we are in the discovery we depicted that dip because in the discovery this is where most of the clients experience that change in feeling because they are now getting in touch with with their true essence and they might go into face-to-face -face with areas that they were shying away from they were resisting or at least they were blind from and they are able now to see it more differently so we've answered the first question is who am i and now we move to answer the second question is what is true from what's true we are able to start accepting what is and what can be so now we can talk about what is possible and this will open the gateway of moving forwards to acquire what can be and this is where we make sure that we are in an alignment phase. the alignment phase will allow us to reach enlightenment and enlightenment the best way I, I i like to present enlightenment is when we are able to stay in that phase with the client and enable them to think differently it's not about the solution that they reach, but it's about how will they be how will they show up differently in other areas in their lives i see lots of coaches when they reach the end of the session where the client is satisfied with the the option or the solution or the service they've, they've they've achieved at the end this is where the session is being closed my invitation to you is that don't if you have the space with the client don't don't stop there take it forwards expand with the client where the client is going to use that learning in other areas in their lives how they can show up differently what kind of person would they be tomorrow or after the session this is the essence this is where we say it is about the learning journey it's about what the client has learned what the client has acquired during the session it's not about that objective when the client shows up in the session the client is so much submerged in the experience to an extent that the client is not thinking 
clearly, is not thinking in the total capacity. This is where your service comes in as a coach. Your curiosity, your questions is fueled actually by your eagerness, your curiosity as to what the client can be. And this is where we open the door for the client to be more, more accepting to what is, because accepting what is and knowing what can be, this is where you can create hope for the client. And this is where you can see here stressing a lot on positivity. So your questions need to be fueled with empathy and positivity because positivity brings hope and hope brings innovation, brings creativity. So you see, empathy is the start where we are able to build the partnership. This is what will allow you to integrate design thinking with coaching and be able to be more human-centric in order to support the client to reach a point where they are willing and capable to discover themselves because now they see the coach is not being judgmental and the coach is not going to jump into conclusions. So as you can see here now, we are taking the design thinking and integrating it with coaching, explaining how it can be applied in coaching. That mindset alone allows you to create that space for the client and moving forward. It involves understanding the client's motivations, the experiences, where they are immersed, what's, what's holding them, from where is this all coming from, and allowing the client to experience their story from a different approach. And now we are able to move to the second phase where we are able to discover, allowing the client to define, to establish an agreement. So in our coaching terminology, we say establishing the coaching agreement. It is at this phase where you are able to establish the coaching agreement, supporting the client to know where they would like to reach, allowing the client to discover what is their real and true desire and moving forwards. But it's based on what you have explored by being empathetic with the client. And this is extremely important. You see, you are able at that phase to support the client to have more visibility about what they truly need in terms of what can best support them in moving forward. It's not about when they jump in into the session and focusing on what they want. When you are able to heighten their awareness, allow them better clarity, more visibility about their future, they will be able to know exactly what they truly need. And this is where they are able to articulate it in better words for themselves. So the point is raising that awareness, allowing the client to move from those blind spots, identifying those skills and knowledge that, that, that is there for them that can be put forwards. And it starts with the definition. It starts with defining what is there. Now imagine what you can do when you jump into discovery. The point is, and again, my invitation to you, as you can see, not to focus on the what, not to focus on the subject matter, focus on the client, focus on the who aspect. So you need to support the client to have an expanded thinking capacity, to think beyond the norm, not only about their topic, but to think differently about themselves. And that's why we put a lot of, of weight on the discovery phase as well. In the, in the definition phase and the discovery, it's about allowing the client to know themselves, more, to take a deeper dive with the client, allow them to have that self-awareness. So the point is try to, try to allocate more time to look at the client, to allow the client to have a better look at themselves. Because the more the client knows themselves, the more chance you are allowing them to think differently. Even executives at work, when they start knowing their own mindset, when they know where they stand within the whole working environment, this is where they are able to see what perspective now currently they hold. Once they know the perspective they hold, then they see what can be possible for them. It's not always about what's out there. It's also about what's going inside, what we are truly experiencing. The most important thing is not to shy away as a coach from jumping into exploring assumptions, beliefs, 
the true needs of the client. So don't go on the surface. My invitation to you is be courageous. Okay, expand your listening capacity to see what is limiting the client and jump into what's limiting the client. Because unless you are able to put it on the table, the client will not be able to move forwards and therefore they will go backwards. After that self-awareness, after understanding themselves, this is where you are able to jump into creating new ideas, allowing the navigation process. And why we call it the navigation process is that it's all about how the client is able to navigate the systems within the systems. People are systems within systems. And in the coaching process as a coach, I'm at my best if I'm able to support the client to explore those systems and be able to navigate limiting beliefs and embrace empowering beliefs. The way they are able to explore different belief systems, different thinking processes they are having. They are able to navigate their support system, which lies outside their internal system. All of this requires navigation for us to navigate and draw out from the client. We are, we are at that point challenging the thinking capacity. We are challenging the thinking process of the client. So we're expanding that thinking process in order to allow the client to move out from that comfort zone. John Maxwell said, if we are growing, we are always going to be out of our comfort zone. And if you want the client to grow, if the client really needs to grow, this is where you are able to empower the client. But you will not be able to take the client outside the comfort zone unless you as a coach, you are courageous enough to support the client to step out that comfort zone. Because comfort zone requires us to move into a kind of a discomfort. And I've seen lots of coaches, they shy away from jumping into the discomfort zone. This is where we invite the coach to gain more skills in terms of presence, connection, partnership, and then moving beyond powerful questions, go to disruptive questions, be able to disrupt that comfort zone. However, it's extremely important that you are able to maintain that safe space for the client, that safe space that will allow the client to go through that discomfort, but with the belief that they have a proper partnership with the client and they know that they have their backs in terms of knowing that there is my partner with me on that journey, but they understand that you're not going to give an answer. And this is where the alarm, the aha moment com comes out. And this is where they know where the need for change comes out. The point is, is exploring what is and what can be. But the point is to lean more on the positive. So always look at what is true, what's serving, what's serving for the client, what's true for the client, what's possible for the client, what's positive for the client. And the reason why we maintain talking about positivity, it's about what positive psychology has to bring into coaching. Now, what draws me into positive psychology is the way it is integrated into positive leadership. If you are looking at a team, instead of looking at their weaknesses, you are able to look at their capabilities and expand those capabilities. When you expand the person's capabilities, the person becomes more positive, more hopeful, enjoys that growth he's, he's having or she's having, and then they will take a conscious decision to work on the other areas in their lives. You need to have a positive approach, but that does not mean you don't explore the negative. And this is extremely important because when you explore the negative, you can, you can with positivity, you are able to reduce that negativity for the client. And therefore, you are able to expand the outcome. This will open the chance for them to be more creative as to what they can build on that strength, what they can build on that capacity. And this is where the client becomes more energetic, more motivated as to moving forward. So the idea is not to focus at where they need to develop, but also you need to see and you need to support the client to see what they can build on. Strengths are extremely important because they open up the capacity for the client to connect with their capable 
image. Sometimes the client, when they face a problem not moving forwards, they start seeing themselves as falling short. It is there at that point when you explore their strengths, you are enabling the client to see what is there for them and what's already available and they can build on. So positivity is key in moving forwards with the client. From there, we move to the prototyping, the navigation, the crystallizing, as I like to say it. We crystallize those ideas for the client because some people can see things that are more tangible for them. And the idea is that how you can support the client to see those options in front of them, how they are able to see them in a more tangible way. It is about how you are able to connect those ideas to reality, translate them into actionable models for the client. The more the client is able to transform the concepts that they have into more tangible models, the more they are able to relate. And when they relate, they are able to heighten their commitment in choosing what is best for them. So the idea is now to translate those perspectives, those ideas, and re-examine them and see if there is anything that needs to be improved. Whatever needs to be rejected can be rejected. Whatever can be re-examined or needs to be re-examined will be re-examined with the client. This is where you are staying in the moment to see what will show up with the client. What will show up from all of these ideas that have been created in the ideation phase. How they are able to integrate, evaluate, get all of this information they have harnessed with you in the first partnership phase, which is the empathizing with the client, defining the state at hand, ideating and creating those ideas. All of these learnings now come to play. The client is now more capable to see what is out there. And they, therefore, the client is more capable to choose because the client now is able to determine what is true, what is true for them, which option most connects with their belief systems, their values, what would be of service to them. And this is where your questions need to relate and challenge. So how does this option allow you to live your values? What, what would you be honoring if you go that route? Who would you be if you go that route? Allow the client to see the different values, different opportunities they have for them. Allow them to experience that option, not on the cognitive level alone, but also being able to draw that action on the cognitive level and the emotional level. Because at the end of the day, the client wants to experience that fulfillment. So unless the client connects with that model, with whatever they created, they wouldn't be able to know what best serves them. And this is where your, your, your chance as a coach to support the client to know how to evaluate, what to look at, what to really experience, because you are there to bounce back. You are the sounding board. And remember, remember whatever you have discovered in the discovery phase, you have to pull and put here in this phase and connect the dots. From there, you are able to move to the last stage where you are able to, to allow the client to ascend, to ascend to a state where they are able to really choose. And I like what I've, I've seen in the ideal model, prototype, prototype as if you know you are right. But when you test, test as if you know you are wrong. That means support the client, challenge the client. So support the client by challenging the client, challenge the client positively to see if they are making the right choice, which will serve them right. So at this point, it's not about the client moved and reached an objective. The idea is to support the client to know, is this what is best for them? Is this what is viable, what is most feasible for, so that you prepare them for the outside world, you prepare them for what really provides them the best return. So exploring progress towards the objective 
at the end of the session is extremely important. Checking in with the client, where are they in that journey? How does it relate to their initial desire, which was outlined? And this is now where I would like to draw your attention with what we explored in the design model. And we, st we started by saying it's a nonlinear model. Because even when we reach that stage, and my invitation as well for all of us as coaches, when we reach that stage and we see that is, this is not resonating well with the client, the client doesn't show real commitment or the client is not truly connected to what last option they reached, make sure to feel confident enough to go back and explore with the client. Maybe there is something that needs to be relooked at in the prototyping phase, which is the navigation phase of the transcendence model. Or maybe you have to go to the ideation phase. So by looking at the testing phase or in the transcendence model in the ascendance phase, this is where you check in with your client about how, how will they show up differently later on? How will this serve them to be different, to act different, to show up different? This is the right word, to show up different actually in the world because they are showing up for themselves. Thank you for listening. This episode clarified how empathy is the platform for building an authentic relationship with the client and prepared the ground for the second phase, which is define. In the second phase, we explore how defining what the client really needs supports the client to be focused and ready to explore from a heightened awareness and open the door for phases three and four, ideation and prototyping. Ideation being about creating ideas and options to maximize the potential for the client. While prototyping being crystallizing those options and bringing them to life for clients to see what is best serving for them. And from this heightened awareness, we reach to phase five, which is testing. In this phase, coaches support the client to test how the selected option will allow them to honor what they truly value. How will they show up differently and most importantly, how much committed are they to follow through with it? Stay tuned for the upcoming episode where we shall unpack the transcendence coaching model and how this model empowers the coach and the client to have a deeper exploration and enables the client to transcend to a higher level of awareness. I hope you found some added value in this episode that might shape your leadership approach and bring you closer to be a transcendence leader coach. If you did, please hit the subscribe button and get the Transcendence Leader Coach new episodes delivered straight to you once released. And please share with people you think might benefit from this content. For further updates, you might visit my website, ehabbadawi.com or my LinkedIn account at ehabbadawi.